Welcome to the podcast where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review. And together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. In today's episode, we're going to dive into marketing a little bit more. Uh, it's such a big part of businesses and your brand. And so we brought on another expert to dive into this topic. And I'm excited to have a chat with her today. So we have Ty Goodwin on the show today. She is Fractional Marketing Operations Manager and founder of Lead Momentum. And she is also a marketing strategist and CEO of that marketing team. So Ty, welcome to Elevate Your Brand today. Hey, Chris. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Super grateful for you taking time out to be on the show and, and just share your expertise and your journey and your story with those listening to help elevate their position in life and business. So uh, thanks so much. Absolutely. So I guess, you know, you, you're in the thick of it. You've done a lot business-wise, marketing-wise. Um, you know, I kind of, what? We're going to kind of dive right into it, I guess. We won't okay. beat around the bush. What? What are some things you remember mm-hmm. at the start of your journey that when you were in the start of your journey, you thought was going to be like the end, like you didn't think you might not overcome them? Like were there's those like pivotal, like those really hard obstacles that you're like, am I ever mm-hmm. going to surpass this? Oh my gosh. Oh, the, the one that immediately comes to mind is about, you know, how much money I was making in my business, you know. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to make, you know, more than $5,000 a month. How am I going to be able to survive? How am I going to be able to do this? Um and and then we got to a place where like, you know, $10,000 became our normal. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> the place where 20,000 became our normal. And so it was like, oh, um, but I remember being in the thick of it. And, you know, th- this is my second time as a full-time entrepreneur, Chris. I actually um, left my, well, I didn't leave my day job. They wanted me to relocate. I said no. Mm-hmm. And I took a severance package. And so I was a full-time entrepreneur at that point. And I tell the story about being Facebook rich and profit poor, you know, <laughs> like yep. I, tons of people love me on Facebook. They were, oh, your content is so inspirational. We love you. And I had like two clients. Right. <laughs> so the worst. Yeah. And, um, but to go from that to now this being my second time as a full-time entrepreneur and um, being six years in and hitting Congrats. multiple figures. That's huge. Them. If you're listening, I'm going to, I'm going to butt in because six years in, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't make it, you know, oh, yeah. past that. And so that's huge right there. So, yeah. uh, you know, she's done it, she's in it. And, and that's really awesome. I love, I love hearing success stories. So didn't mean to, to barge in there, but that's, I mean, I just want to, Give hats off to you. That's awesome. Oh, no, no, absolutely. And a lot of businesses don't make it. They don't make money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I remember being that way. You know, it's one thing when you have a, a full-time job and people don't always recognize how much their full-time job is funding their business. Mm-hmm. And listen, I get it. You know, we all do that. Even actors do it, right? You know, how many actors oh, were yeah. waiters and, you know, not- Uber drivers before, <laughs> you know, right. they got So we all have to fund it some way. But at some point, you know, your business, if you really want it to be a business, has to be able to stand on its own. And Mm. so um, to be able to do that for the last six years, and it wasn't always fun. It wasn't always easy. There were some bumps, of course. Um, I've grown just tremendously. 
Yeah, I was gonna. That was kind of my thought that I wanted to, when you were talking about this. You know, your first endeavor of it, and now you're six mm-hmm. years into it. Like, how how is Ty different from the first go around to to now the six year veteran veteran uh, entrepreneur? Like, where are the differences that you see? Oh my, I, you know, it's so funny because I was just writing about this this morning. You know, number one um, is I had to change how I thought about being in business. I didn't want to create another dead end job. You know, or what I say, a dead end business, you know, where I'm doing all the work all the time. And we really think that being an entrepreneur means that you're doing everything. I'm working for myself. And so people will, will they'll try to correct me when I say I've been happily unemployed for six years. Oh, no, you're self-employed. Like, no, no, no. Right. <laughs> right? You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not employed at all. Um, I am the boss in my business. I had to mm-hmm. really shift that mindset. Um, another thing I had to shift was thinking about my pricing. You know, a lot of us, we don't realize that when we have companies that were, or sorry, that when we're employees and we're working for companies that they're paying for a lot of the stuff that you have to now pay for. So, and it's not just overhead, right? Because people say, well, I don't have any overhead. I don't have to have prices that are high. And then they start doing the work and they realize that, oh crap, I've got to pay taxes or, oh crap. This is taking way longer or, hey, that company I used to work for, they paid an entire marketing team and now I'm the marketing department. Yep. <laughs> like, holy crap. Yeah. So the, 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 that, those were two of my biggest shifts that I had to make. Yeah. And those are big ones. I mean, you know, we're, we're, you know, Elevate myself and we have a few contract employees, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very grateful for. But even that, like when I first started trying to figure out just like you, how am I going to make money? Like, where is it going to come from? Like what? Uh, Cause I quit my job cold Turkey right when the pandemic hit and no idea what I wanted to do or how I was going to do it. So my first endeavor basically failed real fast. Uh-huh. And I finally leaned into kind of a problem I saw that I'd already f- had the solution for, for myself. And it's like, now you, it's, I've heard all the time and I didn't create this saying, but new levels, new devils. Mm-hmm. Like you start having that success. And then it's like, Oh crap, I never thought about profit margin and you know, overhead and expenses and taxes now that you're in a different tax bracket than you were at your job and it's like a whole new ball game. Like like you said, you're like, "Oh my goodness, we're making 5,000 a month. How are we going to do this?" And it's 10,000. It's like when I started it's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not bringing any money in. How am I going to do this?" Then I get, you know, 5,000 a month. Okay, but now it's a whole different like, "Well, how am I going to get to 10,000?" And 10,000 mm-hmm. like Okay, now how are we going to get to the next step? Mm-hmm. But not forgetting where we came from to remember, hey, we went through this. We've gotten through these obstacles before. Yeah. We can do it again. Yeah. And it's not just the money piece that grows. You know, one of the things that happens is that we've got to change too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the hardest part of doing that inner work um, so that you can get to the next level. It's not just about, oh, I'm going to raise my rates and then I'm going to be here. There's a lot of inner work that has to go on so that you raise your rates in a way that's in alignment with who you are. Yeah. Um, if you're not doing that work, it creates all kinds of other chaos and um, issues in your business and in your life. So, you know, you can only, your business can only grow the amount that you're willing to grow yourself. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people, they don't necessarily want to delegate or outsource some things uh, and they hold on too long, which hinders their growth or, you know, they they've created another job. They they quit a 40 hour job for an 80 hour job a week. Exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. You're so right on that is there's so much growth that we have to do as individuals within this. And there's a reason a lot of people don't 
make it it's not the easiest thing i mean you see like you said you see facebook rich but it is a it's a it's a battle every day sometimes it is you know i've i've said um i've been saying this a lot recently that the internet has made the barrier of entry very low for entrepreneurship because somebody mm-hmm. will set up a facebook page and they'll have a photo shoot i've got a business but what it's done is the barrier of entry to being a profitable business has changed dramatically yeah. Because now all the things that are catching people's attention, all the competition, all the saturation, all the stuff that's out there. If you don't know how to market, you don't understand how to sell, which are two skills that you can learn. So anybody yeah. who's like, oh, I shouldn't do this because I don't like marketing. <laughs> listen, first of all, stop, don't ever stop saying that to yourself because right. you cannot be an entrepreneur and say, I hate marketing and sales. Marketing and sales are the lifeblood of your business. I don't care how heart centered you are. Yeah. You have got to learn how to market and sell. Um, and you, the thing is, you can learn how to do that. Right. And another, I hear people will say, well, I'm just going to hire somebody to sell. They are never going to be able to sell like you. Right. And in order for them to do it successfully, you've got to know what it takes. And if yep. you don't know that, you're always going to be at a deficit in your business. Mm, yeah. So how can we go about, you know, creating a good marketing plan? Like what are, mm-hmm. I guess, take a step back. What are the biggest struggles when people try to start marketing, you know, cause they got to wear that hat at the beginning. They've got to be the one marketing. So like, what are some of the struggles that they've, that you know, that we all know that they face starting yeah. out from your perspective? Well, I want to touch on something you said earlier yeah. about, you know, you had a problem that you could solve. Mm. And I think that's one of the biggest things when people start going out here on social media and saying, well, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, mm-hmm. and I do this. My question has always been, well, what problem do you solve? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm a graphic designer. That's not a problem. If you look at the definition of problem, the graphic designer is never going to show up, Uh, (laughs) right? Or, you know, I'm a coach. Okay, that's great. What problem do you have? I help women lose weight. That's everybody and their mom who wants to lose weight. Who are you talking to? What are you talking about? Right. And so if you don't really understand the problem that you solve and who you solve it for and how you solve it, your marketing is already going to be a miss. And I see that mm-hmm. all the time where people are just like, I'm just going to put this title on myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be a, a, a business consultant. I'm going to be a, um, a financial anal- a financial advisor. I'm going to be this. I'm like, well, that's great. But you do realize there's a whole bunch of other financial advisors out there in the market. Mm-hmm. What makes you so special and how you get to that specificity, how you get yeah. to stand out is all based on who you serve, the problem you solve, and how you solve it. And when you've got those three things, Chris, your marketing is able to do amazing things because now it has a place to go and it has a target. Yeah. And like, even like just fully transparent with everyone listening, like elevate, like we've just recently started to take a look again at, you know, at our unique uh, propositioning statement, like our unique positioning statement, like where we're at, because we're, we still want to hone that and you can always improve upon that. Uh, and we just want to make things even more linear, um, with that flow. And so it's, it's never, I I mean, I think you get to a good point eventually. Um, but I mean, like we said, we're elevates a year, a year and a couple months old is like, we're still, we're still fairly young, thankful for where we're at, but like, yeah, even worse, like taking another look at the marketing and to improve and to streamline and to just make sure that flow is not obstructed. 
Yeah. And we always do it. That's an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. You know, a good CEO, a good entrepreneur is going to learn to pay attention to their KPIs and their numbers. You know, and we did that recently with, you know, what we do. You know, we've got two sides of the house. We've got a done for you agency side that's for bigger companies that are at two point five million and above. But then we also got a um, a side for those people who wanting to launch while working. Right. Because that's that's where I came from. I launched my business. That's awesome full time. And so with that, you know, it's something that we do launch momentum, like we got lead momentum and launch momentum, right? But launch momentum where we're showing them in 90 days, here's how you get clear about your offer, your audience, your messaging, your client attraction system, and then how do you drive traffic to that system? But mm. we we took a look at that because when I started surveying my audience, I realized that 60% of the people that are in my space have a day job. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then when you take a look at what's happening in the culture right now with quiet quitting and, uh-huh. you know, people that are getting at a certain age and they don't want to work for a specific company anymore with layoffs, there's this whole opportunity for remote opportunities and freelancing. And that audience needs some support. Yep. So we're always taking a look at what's happening around in our market. We're always taking a look at what problem really needs to be solved. And I can't stress that enough. You know, entrepreneurship at the end of the day solves a problem. Mm-hmm. And sales tip, actually, because one of the things that I hear, Chris, and you probably hear this too, people say, well, I don't want to be salesy. <laughs> right. First of all, I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> right. Because, you know, you're, you're, you can be pushy, you can be arrogant, but salesy, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you're the hero in this story. And I need your audience to really hear this. Yeah. You're solving a problem for someone. You're the hero. Yeah. So when you come in and make your offer and when you come in and invite them, and that's what a sales conversation is, I'm inviting you to get your problem solved. Mm-hmm. And when you're making them that invitation, you're the hero in this story. And that's all that sales is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's a good point. Like looking at it from that perspective, because yeah, I mean, we've had those salespeople that are just super pushy and it's just a turn off. But like, yeah, it's almost like you have the solution to a problem. And if you don't go and quote unquote sell, which is what you're doing you're almost being selfish. Like you're almost, you're keeping that to yourself. So it's, it's a negative on you, like where you could, you should be like, I want to get as many calls as I can. Cause I want to help as many people as I can. Like, yeah, I think that the positioning of that is huge. Like you're saying. Yeah. That was a mindset shift, you know, cause he's like, Oh my gosh, I gotta get my sales call. And you know, I said, Oh my gosh, who am I going to get to help today? Like mm-hmm. every sales, who am I going to get to help today? Right. And that level of excitement and that energy when I'm coming into that, it started to shift my conversations, you know? So yeah, with that, like, I think another thing too, and I'd love your, your take on this and how to improve on this. I think a lot of people starting out want to, one, they don't necessarily know the problem they solve or who they're helping solve a problem, Uh but then they try to, you know, solve too many problems Mm -hmm. and and they spread themselves thin by having, you know, like six different offers, you know, is that what you see too? And a lot of people starting out. Oh, I do. I do. And you know, it used to be this myth, like, I don't know if it's a myth, but you know, you get that advice and says, well, you need to have three different offers, Mm -hmm. like slow your roll. (laughs) You can't even sell one offer. So how are you now going to try to sell three offers? Right. Yeah. You know, it's to be confusing. And I think we do that. So I think it comes from a lot of what we do. We learn in the corporate world, you know, in a corporate environment, we were order takers, you know, mm-hmm. and so we did what somebody told us to do. And I had a client that was like this recently, you know, she was switching out of HR. She'd been 30 years in and, you know, I'm talking to her about her sales conversation and she says, well, I give them all of the things that I can do and they're going to get to pick the things that they mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, 
you know, this is, you're not, you're not, in you're not a buffet. Right. Exactly. Like put, you know, this is, you're the leader, you're the expert. Yeah. And so you're guiding them. And this is what, you know, consultative selling, right? You're guiding them through, okay, here's what your problems are. This is the solution that we have mm. to fix it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And, and people don't, people think we're, oh, I need to give them options. And no, people don't want options. They want results. Yeah. And it's like going to a doctor and a doctor says, well, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. And he's giving you this laundry list of 50 different ways he can cure something. You're like, please, can you just <laughs> tell me the best way to do it? Like, right. I don't have time. Doctor, yeah. this is urgent. And that's the mindset that we've got to be in. You mm. know, we've got to take the, we've got to take charge. And I, I know from experience that being in a corporate environment, there's a big shift we have to take because we were so used to taking orders and somebody putting the limits on what we could do. Yeah. Now when we get to be in charge, we have to flex. We have to learn how to flex that muscle. For sure. hundred percent. So with that, if, if someone finally, they're like, okay, fine, I'm listening to time. I'm only going to do one offer. I'm going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know who I'm helping. I know how I'm helping them. How do I get this in front of them? How do I market it? Oh, where do where we start? I know that my now it's a huge topic. Where 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 do they start? What would be a good positioning to start in? Um, so the first one I want to say is probably the uh, uh, something you don't expect me to say because we build marketing funnels and emails and all that kind of stuff for folks. Um, start reaching out to people that are in your network. Mm. Um, when I started my business, that's one of the first things I did. And, you know, I was a single mom at the time (laughs) and I worked from home, so I couldn't go to networking events and all that stuff. And so I leveraged the heck out of Facebook and LinkedIn. And I reached out to everybody that I knew and said, this is what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. And we skipped that step, right? (laughs) We want want the, and and here's the, the, here's the, like the dream. I'm going to make a TikTok or I'm going to make a reel and I'm going to get all these clients. I'm going to quit my job. Right. That flukes, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and let me be honest. You have flukes and you have frauds out there. You've got some right. people telling the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but you, you've got to tell people what you do. You can't assume. Um, I've got people now I'm known as the quiz queen because that's one of the kind of ways that we market when we get cool. into the, the online automation stuff is we build quiz funnels for people. Mm. Um, and I've been doing quizzes for like four, three or four years at this point. And um, somebody reached out to me on Facebook the other day. They said, Hey, I'm thinking about a quiz. Do you still do those? And I'm going back to my Facebook feed. And I'm like, what do you mean? Do we still do <laughs> quizzes? We did a whole masterclass on quizzes, but I say that to say, we think people know all the time. Mm. Thinking about us, they don't go to bed thinking about Ty. Yeah, that's a good point. About oh, Chris is so amazing. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't go to bed thinking about that. So while right. we we live it all day long, other people are consumed with their own problems, and so it's mm-hmm. our responsibility to make sure that we're visible where they are. So we've got three V's, Chris, that we talk about with marketing. Number one is you've got to be visible. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to be visible where they are, which is why it makes sense to know who your audience is, what they um, what they like, what they don't like, where they spend their time so that you can be visible in those places. Um, and you've got to be visible consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is volume. Yep. A lot of my clients, they are brilliant at what they do, but nobody knows. <laughs> you know? They got like 100 friends on Facebook and they're like, yeah, I want to roll this thing. <laughs> And 95% of those people, 95 of those 100 people are not your client. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. And the other five don't want to buy from you. So mm-hmm. you know, 
you have to have volume and people misunder, um, they, they underestimate how many leads they need every month. You know, like one of our promises that, you know, when we help people build their funnels is we're going to help you generate 300 leads every single month. I don't need 300 leads. Well, you, <sighs> do, you do know that the, you know, the close rate is 3%. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Five if you're really, really good. <laughs> right. If you're really good and you know how to sell. Yeah. Right? You know yep. what I mean? So why don't you need 300 leads every single month? And they don't, they don't get that. They underestimate the numbers. And then the, the fourth, the third one is velocity, mm. um, how fast you can go with this. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm, I'm never going to pay for ads because it's organic. And I'm like, that's fantastic, but it's super, super slow. Yeah. So slow because you've got to do everything and it's, it's just, it's just not going to cut it. If you're trying to grow, if you're just starting out, you can do stuff manually, but you're gonna have to do a lot of networking, a lot of door knocking, a lot mm-hmm. of all that good stuff. Um, can I, ha- do I have time to tell a quick story about how oh, I yeah. understood the power of Facebook ads? So I was like you, Chris, when I left my last day job, um, I literally went in and said, so, um, do you need two weeks or can I leave this Friday? Like that was a conversation. <laughs> um, and I left. It was the first time in my adult life. And I've been working since I was 15. I'm only 20 now, but you know, it's <laughs> um, and, and I, I, this was my first time in my adult life where I didn't have a um, backup plan at all. Mm. I didn't have a resume. I didn't have a job lined up. I didn't even have any clients on the side. Yep. I left. Um, and I used a quiz. Um, I sent my quiz out to um, an old list. Two and a half years old, they hadn't heard from me in two and a half years. Two weeks, I had 500 people back on my email list. Wow. Now, there's some of y'all that are listening and been trying to grow your email list for three years. And don't <laughs> so I know. Right. right. And so that's how I started my business. Now, fast forward four months later, I'm like, well, that really worked out well. But what do I need? I need volume. I need more eyes. Yeah. And I used a Facebook ad. So I used one ad and one simple quiz. And that landed me 9,000 subscribers in just four months. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how I hit my first $10,000 month. That's awesome. And I never had to wonder where my clients were coming from because I had a repeatable system in that quiz to generate leads every single month. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. It was paying for the ads. And, And I remember... The first time I got that little notification from Facebook that they stole money. I mean, that stole money, but they, <laughs> that's what it felt like. It took yeah. my account, right? They yeah. took my account. I was like, oh no, it was like $500. I'm shutting these ads off. Right. And my coach said, well, why did you do that? I'm like they took $500. Now this is before we were doing big Zoom meetings. So he couldn't see the neck roll. He couldn't see. Mm-hmm. They took $500 out of my account. Are you kidding me? He said, but how much money did you make, Ty? And I went and looked at the numbers. So $500 had booked 10 sales calls. Two of those people said yes to, one of them said yes to a $5,000 offer, which is raising my rates, right? Mm -hmm. And the other one said yes to a $3,500 offer. Awesome. So in 10 days, I'd spent $500, but I made $8,500. Yeah. That's when I understood, oh, now I see why people like the Facebook ads, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I couldn't have gotten that volume. I couldn't have gotten in front of more people and I couldn't have done it fast enough. I couldn't have been visible, yeah. right, without having that traffic. So it doesn't have to be Facebook ads. Right. Um, and it doesn't even have to be um, 
ads per se. They're all different kinds of ways to leverage other people's audiences, right? Yep. To, build, to get that speed, to get that velocity. But you've got to be willing to be visible, get the volume, and then do something that's going to get you in front of people faster so that you can get some leads and clients. Absolutely. And I think coming back to like understanding who you help and how will help that. Cause a lot of people just throw money away because they are trying to help everyone with everything and they're doing all this stuff instead of just having that singular focus. Like we're thinking about starting ads and, and um, what that looks like as far as <clears throat> where do we want to direct them? Is it just to the show or do we have a quiz or a lead magnet, which it gets them in the funnel to, to, you know, launch or, or sell our thing eventually. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's yeah, like you said, it's all about visibility, volume, and velocity, and you got to use the tools that we're given, yeah. you know, and not just saying, "Oh, I'm not going to ever use ads because it's evil or whatever." It's like, well, there's always been ads, paper, whatever. It's always been around for people to grow. So, yeah, and people are so interesting. Like they think that, oh, well, they just want my money, you know. <laughs> but here's the thing: you have to understand, if the ads didn't work, people wouldn't invest in them, right? And Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, they have a vested interest in making sure that their ad strategy works, because if it doesn't, they're not going to make any money. Nobody's going to pay for that if it doesn't work. So nobody's trying to take your money. Nobody's trying to rip you off. Now, you might have some bad agencies that don't know what they're doing. And, you know, that's when people call us for things like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is how marketing works. And one of the things I remind my clients of is that. They, it's like you do realize that companies have entire marketing and sales departments. You're one person and you're competing with all these other people in the marketplace. So you can't turn a blind eye to marketing, marketing and say, well, my, my stuff is good. So I'm so sorry. I don't That's know right. why I'm not putting on airplane mode. Um, you know, that I, I say to them that there, that there are companies that have entire marketing departments and sales departments, and you're just one person. Mm. So you can't come into this thinking you're going to compete, trying to do everything, and you don't know how to market or sell. Right. Right? You, you've, you've got to be able to do that. You've got to be willing to learn how to do that, and you can. And then you've just got to be consistent with it and, and understand that it takes time for your marketing to pay off. For sure. Yeah. And with that, so, okay, so they understand who they're helping and how. So they've got that one offer. They've, they've understand that, um, you know, they're being consistent, getting visible and they want to start doing ads. Maybe they don't have the profit margin or the, the amount to invest with you guys to start with ads. What are some tips that you could give them or strategies to start with their own ads to be mm-hmm. uh, somewhat su- successful? Mm, wow, that's a great question. Um, there's so many, there's some free courses out there that you can take. Mm-hmm. Um, I would always, I always tell people to look at what's happening in their industry. Mm. Who are your competitors? And don't believe that you don't have a competitor. Um, even nothing is a competitor. If you, if, yeah. if people don't believe you, they're just not going to do anything. They'll take mm-hmm. their money and keep it in their pocket. Um, but take a look at what your competition is doing. I would start with taking a look at Facebook ad library. Did you know there's mm-hmm. a whole ad library out there? Yep. You can see all the different ads and take a look at what they're doing. Take a look yeah. at the format, the creative, the copy. Um, take a look at all those things that they're doing um, and then see where you can borrow Right. And yeah. innovate um, within yeah. your own, you know, within your own branding, within your own language. But, you know, steady what's happening out there. Don't put your don't bury your head in the ground. Right. And say, Oh, it's so complex. I'll never be able to do that. No. If you want to be competitive and you really want to play in this game of entrepreneurship, 
start take, start by taking a look at what your um you know people are doing out there and with the ads learn how to be learn how to write really good copy mm. you know um, and then learn how to learn the learn the art of asking okay you know and that that goes from a quiz all the way down to what's your call to action at the end of a post uh-huh. um, and because you're going to need that in your ad as well you know um, so learn how to write copy go take a look at what your competitors are doing. Um, and then take a look at some of the resources that Facebook has around setting up ads or any of the other platforms, because they do a great job of showing you like the logistics of things for the technical setup. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bigger thing is, or that's one of the biggest things is to make sure you're tracking what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, for that, you've got to know your numbers, you know, how, what is your, um, you know, your average, your customer average spend? Um, how long does it take for somebody to buy from you? You know, a quick example of that is if your buying cycle is actually about two months, mm-hmm. because remember, people don't buy the very first time they see you. Right. Um, if it takes two months, you can't just run ads for two weeks and I'm not getting any sales. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So you got to understand how those numbers work. And those metrics might sound scary. But listen, if you're trying to step into being an entrepreneur, you've got to be willing to f- confront your fear of numbers Right. Because otherwise, that's why 90, what is it? I think it's like 89% of businesses don't make it to five years. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 It's, and I think, yeah, I think it's all a part and we've got to, yeah, step out of that comfort zone a little bit Mm -hmm. and, and be able to expand because, you know, if people don't know, you're not going to grow. So, like, you've got to get out there and be seen and you can only get seen by so much organically. Yeah. Um, And and it'll grow. It's just going to be a lot slower. And so, yeah, yeah. And if you're trying to leave your day job or you're trying to replace your income and, you know, you're talking to the same 50 people on Facebook or whatever here. But I have a Facebook group. I have 100 people in my Facebook group. You know, Facebook is not showing your content to all 100 people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's really a, a low, a low ball number. It's a great place to start. But, you know, you've mm-hmm. got to get that volume up. And so um, learn how to market. You know, yeah. learn how to market and get comfortable being consistent with your marketing because that's how you'll last in this game. Yeah, for sure. Now, have you seen with ads is I guess, I guess it depends on markets and things, but in general, are, are ads that point to like an actual like sales page, landing page with copy and testimonials? Do they do well uh, compared to like one that points to just a lead magnet that gets you into a marketing funnel like email funnel? You know, it depends on the audience. Like, are yeah. you going after a warm audience or a cold audience? Mm-hmm. You know, I've, in this market, I've seen a lot of people trying to get cold people right to a sale. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. Right. you know, I just saw your ad and I clicked on it because I was interested. But now you're going to ask me to spend $5,000 and I've never talked to you. Yeah. And if people have that mentality, I'm going to send it to a sales page. They don't know you. Right. And so we do a lot of um, we do a lot of quizzes, you know, we'll send people to a quiz and get them in our, our funnel. Um, we do we have like a free download and we'll get people to watch a video like video sales letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things work because the more people spend time and you're explaining the problem that you solve and you're helping them understand. Um, and, and this is another tip for your audience. You know, there are three things that your marketing has to do. Number one, it has to make people aware that there's a problem. And that's usually mm-hmm. why what a lead magnet is. It's helping people understand that, hey, this is a problem. Um, number two, you have to help them understand there's a solution to that problem. And that's where your unique selling proposition comes in, right? That's where your yeah. nurture and follow-up comes in. And then the third thing is you have to help them understand that, that you are the best solution for them. Mm, okay. Right? And yeah. if your marketing leads them down that path, 
step by step, right? It's like, you know, you know, I say this all the time. Nobody, most people don't get married on the first date. Right. And I always have to say this, Chris, forgive me. Okay, world, universe, if you're listening, if you're Jason Momoa or Morris Chestnut, I will marry you on the first date. <laughs> if you're Selva, you too. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation, right? But yeah. we don't get married on the first date. So if, especially if you have high ticket offers, people aren't going to invest $2,500, $5,000. they are not going to whip up their credit card. They don't know you. Um, yeah. And so you've got to have something that gets them interested, which is why we use quizzes. Um, and when you follow up with the right email, the nurturing, you're visible in all the places that you can be with them. Um, that's how you get them to say that I'm in, as in I'm going to invest in working with you. Mm, yeah, that's really good. And I think that's a good good way to do it. Now, I'm curious, why, why quizzes? What do you, why do you enjoy quizzes so much? Not that I'm against them at all. I just... Usually I don't, I haven't heard many people use quizzes, so I'm intrigued. Well, well, there's two things. First of all, quizzes are the new webinar. Mm, Um, Now there are still people that are trying to do webinars today online, right, Chris? They're like, got a webinar. Do you know when I did my first webinar? No. Guess, guess. It won't offend me. (laughs) 10 years ago. I did my first webinar in 1999, Chris. Wow. I wanted to tell you how old I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I don't even know where you even on the planet. I was a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but I remember because the company I worked for was a national sales company, and we, you know, we relied on computers so much. It was the Y two K. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember that. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, computers yeah. are going to crash." Yep. And, and and so I've been doing webinars for since nineteen ninety nine, right? Oh. Over twenty years, and there are still people trying to figure out webinars now. <laughs> Right. Buying courses, buying webinar templates. So quizzes are are kind of in that space, right, where webinars were. Um, One of the reasons, three reasons I love quizzes is because, number one, it's engaging. Okay. Um, It is so much more fun to take a quiz than to like sometimes get a downloadable PDF. Now, I love a good checklist. I love Canva. Right. But um, quizzes are a little bit more engaging and interactive. Um, What I love about it for business owners is that you get more than an email address. Mm. It is very hard to market and to segment your segment your market and to personalize your emails, which is what you want to be doing. Um, you can't do that if all you have is an email address. You don't know anything right. about them. Yeah. But if you have a quiz and you've asked the right questions, which is something that we help folks with, you're going to get so much data that you can now use to do a better job with your marketing. Um, and the third reason that I love quizzes is because, quite honestly, it differentiates you. Mm. Not everybody has a quiz. Not everybody has yeah. a good quiz, you know. Right. Um, but when you have this quiz and, and it gets shared, and that's what happened with that first quiz, you know, um, we had over 15,000 people take that quiz, Chris. Huh. And I still have the screenshot from Facebook because it had over 343 shares. Wow. So people were sharing it. It wasn't even just me and my, my ad, you know. You're right. It was, sharing it because they were excited about it. And that's the power and the virility um, that a quiz has the potential. So it's a lot of fun. Not everyone has it. And as an entrepreneur, you get data that you can now use. So those are the reasons why I love quizzes. It's just one modality. It's just a lead magnet, just like any other lead magnet that you have to drive traffic to. But it's something to differentiate you. And it's something to actually give you more than just Mm -hmm. like an email address. That's cool. Yeah. I was in my head. It's like, we could do a quiz. Like, is your brand ready for a podcast or something? And you know, that could be the quiz or something. And then if, Hey, well, you're ready. Let's, let's talk. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what it is. And you're getting people to self-select. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, if they take that quiz, like, Oh my gosh, 
I don't have, I only got two of the things, but Chris has this awesome product that's going to get me podcasts ready. I want to buy it right now. And they're going to do that because they trust you because you gave them insights that, hey, Mm. we know that you want to do a podcast, but guess what? You don't have six out of the 10 things. Start here. Yeah. You built a relationship based on delivering value. Mm-hmm. And not just here, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And on the other yeah. hand, you've got somebody that's ready to go. And like, listen, your biggest obstacle is that you don't have the time to do it. Guess what? Chris has a done for you program, a done for yep. you offer. He'll do it for you. And then you charge a big amount of money. And then he's <laughs> really happy. And then they're really happy because they got their <laughs> podcast launched. They didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's a great way to segment your audience and to really discover who are you talking to? Like, that's another thing that people don't realize. You know, if you're seeing more, if you're seeing people that take your quiz that aren't your ideal client, that lets you know that you've got an audience problem, right? Mm. You're not in front of enough of the right people. Yeah. So, that's a, you know, it's a great indicator. Oh, why I'm getting all these new people. I don't want new people. I want people <laughs> who have been in business for five years. Right. Oh, this is why I'm not getting enough clients. Mm. That's <laughs> right? a great point. Yeah. It's a very interesting per, like direction, I, and I, you know, I'm all about new and innovation if it fits, and so I think the quizzes could be a cool thing for people if it's if it's you know, yeah, I think it's just like webinars. We tried them; they do okay. Um, it's just a lot of work, and there are a lot of like until you get it like down where you can just have it on repeat on you know recorded and things. But even yeah. then, like you got to pick. You got to pick the things, especially for those starting out. Like when you're first starting out, you can't do everything. You can't do a webinar. You can't because that takes time and commitment and then podcasting and writing book, whatever it is, a shiny object. Like can't do it all. So having something built like a a quiz that can still nurture and help. And yeah, I think it's a really cool, cool piece of marketing for sure. So, well, Ty, this has been really fascinating and really a lot of great value that you've given to you know, myself and the listeners. And, and so we appreciate that. Um, kind of round things out. What would be, if you were to go back to when you first started in entrepreneurship, what would you tell yourself? What would be that one thing you would tell yourself? Oh, wow. Confidence is everything. Um, there are, that's the probably the biggest thing that I would tell myself because if you don't have confidence, you're not going to have good sales conversations. You're not going to do good marketing. You're not going to show up consistently. Mm-hmm. And that confidence at the root of that confidence is understanding who your audience is, yep. what problem you solve and how you solve it for them. Love that. I think that's, that's amazing. And, and a great way to kind of end the, in the episode. So again, we appreciate you doing that. Um, thanks for being on today, but where can people connect with you, find you, uh, mm-hmm. and find out more about what you do? Um, all of our social media, um, at Ty Goodwin, T-A-I-G-O-O-D-W-I-N. And if they're looking for, you know, the latest things that we're doing with quizzes and to talk about that, they can go to quiz to clients.com. Awesome. Yeah. Everyone make sure you get connected with Ty, check that out. Uh, especially if you're really interested in, in marketing through quizzes and um, yeah, I'm probably going to go check it out. So, uh, but no, it's high. We appreciate you being on Elevate Your Brand today. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's been so much fun, Chris. 
And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.